0: Don't have time to go on SoCal Live today? Leave Scott a voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812.
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. It's great to be with you today as we are together each and every Friday from 3 to 5. And on Fridays, we do Open Phone Friday... And you can call, and, uh, just for anything that's on your mind, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. I do have topics that we're going to go through, and, you know, today there's a lot of things in the news. Next hour, we'll talk more about the, uh, affidavit being released and what it means and what it doesn't mean. So if you want to talk about that, save it till the four o'clock hour. We'll get to that. A little bit later this hour, we're going to have a guest on, and we're going to talk about the uh, Vanessa Bryant verdict and uh, what that means. I think that's something that is on a lot of our minds, especially here in the Southland this week, and I think that you'll find some um, some things, to uh, that are interesting there that matter a lot. And so we'll talk about that. The number is 888-528-2557. If you've got a Bible question, if you've got a question about something else that's on your mind, go ahead and give me a call. And uh, in the meantime, you can also send an email, by the way. I know that many of you can't get to the phone because you're still at work or you're doing something else. Don't do this while you're driving, okay? But uh, our email address is SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. You know, I wanted to talk about maybe the issue of, of suffering, you know, from a Christian perspective. Just give some thoughts about this today. It's on my mind. I'm not suffering, you know i mean i got things going on you know i got i got age related reasons you know i was watching you know things just normal stuff right i was watching uh somebody's social media and uh she was talking about how she's 28 now and uh you know once in a while she gets a tiny little pain in her in her knee and uh, now on how old she's feeling and i kind of laughed out loud because uh <laughs> i you know when i talk to younger people and they ask about different different ages and you can only deal with this if you're getting older, right? You can only really understand. I realized in my 30s that, and I was dreading my 30s for a while, but when I got in my 30s, I realized they're great. They're really just like the 20s, except that uh, it hurts, you know, you get a little more tired. That's all. It doesn't really even hurt. You just get a little more tired. Your 40s, when I got into my 40s, I thought, you know what? This is uh, not so bad. It's like my 30s just hurts a little bit more. You know, it's harder to get up off the floor all of a sudden. Uh, that is it, you know. And now as I get into the next decade, uh, I haven't experienced uh, much of my 50s, but uh, my thought is that I'm going to be hospitalized. I think that's what happens in your 50s. And uh, is that what I'm going to be telling people when I'm 60 or 75? I don't know. Uh, You tell me. But I, I, uh, I like to read a lot, and I read surveys a lot, you know, what are people thinking? And Gallup reported that suffering has doubled um since uh just a year ago and it's at the highest people are remarking that they are suffering today at the highest rate since 2008 and it's actually gone up a lot you might be thinking well the pandemic was you know pretty awful and things happened yes but remarkably people didn't report suffering as much there's a you know there's another side to the pandemic there's the obviously the sickness and i think the the sadness and the stress that that caused but a lot of people really took that time to reevaluate their life or maybe even get some things together. So as difficult as that time was, the shutdowns and uh, all of that, I think people learned a lot from that. I mean, did you? I I did. Um, and I remember the moment I kind of realized that this is going to be a, a life-changing, you know, never things are never going to be exactly the same again moment. At first, when the shutdown happened, you know, we thought, well, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve, you know, people questioned that. But we thought, you know, we're going to be back to church by Easter and those kinds of things. At some point at the end of April, sometime in May, it just kind of hit me. And somebody did this, their own version of the doxology, if you know that, praise God, from whom all blessings flow uh, on the internet. And that's when it just hit me just overwhelming sort of grief about what was going on. I remember that moment I was sitting in my chair in my living room and I wouldn't say at all that I was suffering, but I realized that things are different. But a couple of years later, I realized, you know, that was hard and I hope we never go through that again. And I do know people who've lost their lives and and many of you are still suffering. The numbers of people who have long COVID or a version of it uh, is significant. You know, something to keep in the back of your mind about about the COVID. It's still around, and some people are really suffering. The Gallup poll is interesting, though, that why now? Why is it that all of a sudden, two years later, when the economy seems to be doing better, when people are back to work, when, you know, there's, you from a number standpoint, except for the inflation rate and a couple of things, there's a lot of things that are pretty good relative to the COVID, I think, but people are reporting now twice as many people that they're suffering. Are you suffering? There's a part of this that made me laugh out loud because they actually said this, uh, the suffering rate has doubled among Republicans since June of 2021. <laughs> Is that a normal thing that they, uh, they ask people? Uh, they, they divide the suffering questions. Did the suffering among Democrats go up, you know, in June of 2017? Probably it did. You know, it's just, that's just a funny thing to me. Well, I was thinking about this because suffering actually is a, it's a huge thing for us to be aware of scripturally. You know, when you think of suffering, what do you think about with that? You know, for some of us, we're going through terrible sickness and disease or terrible loss. Um, you've lost loved ones, it's especially hard when they are younger or you didn't expect them to be lost or they died in some kind of tragedy. You know, I can't even imagine what some parents are going through who've lost a kid or who have lost them in horrific circumstances like what happened in Uvalde. And, you know, one of the things that I think is important for us as believers to always have in mind is that people have stuff going on. People have stuff going on that you don't really know about. And many of us have things going on in our life that nobody knows about, right? It's it's you and it's me and God, and that's it. You know, I find that in uh, even married couples have got stuff going on that their spouse doesn't even know. And a lot of that is sometimes in our head, but sometimes it's just stuff that is is for real that we're struggling with. And I think when we look at the world today and we get distracted by the politics We get distracted by things that we're afraid of, you know, all the things that we're afraid of now. So many more diseases. There's the the polio and uh, there's another one that uh, they've got like one case of it happening, the Zika virus or something in Southern California. And it makes the news. And I feel like after COVID, something that the media wants to do is find a new way to scare us about our health. And maybe they're bored. You know, maybe there's something more that they need to come up with. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. It's open phone Friday. You can call about whatever it is you'd like to call about. 888 528 2557. 888 528 2557. I'm talking about suffering here for a, a moment. I think inflation is maybe a big reason for that. But, you know, I think it's everybody just has something different. There's a, There's a new mosquito that is wreaking havoc with. People in Los Angeles, Orange County, San Diego. Uh, You know, if you read about this, it's the invasive 80s mosquito. It's a different kind of mosquito. Now, I get bit by mosquitoes. If I go out with a bunch of people and there's mosquitoes biting, I will come home covered in welts. It doesn't matter. I'm that one. I don't understand it. I've been to places with people where nobody has any bites except me. They love me. So these little guys... You know, what I've been noticing is I've been getting these mosquito bites or bites, bug bites, you know, my feet and ankles, but nowhere else. It's just such a weird thing. Are you experiencing that? You know, I, thought, I just walk my dog or something and maybe I'm wearing flip-flops or if I'm sitting outside, I'm not seeing them. I don't feel them anywhere. But for a while, I have these painful things, these painful sores and the like keep me up at night. Turns out it's because these new mosquitoes, I guess they came over on a boat from somewhere and uh, they, were, they had their eggs laid in some kind of plant that people like to buy, and now they're everywhere. And they prefer human beings uh, over birds and other animals. I guess that regular mosquitoes, I read this uh, in the LA Times, that they prefer um, birds and some flying insects, and sometimes they hit the human beings because you're up there. That's why you might get a mosquito bite on your face or in your arm or in your upper body. And why with these, you're getting them on your your lower body, really you're below your knee. That's where they like. And apparently they're here forever. So that's great. Um, and, you know, it's pretty significant going on. I don't know that I've shared this. Like for me, I've got stuff going on in my life, but this is something that, you know, I thought I haven't even mentioned this to my wife or anybody, but, you know, it's, it's going on and these flying bloodsuckers, I guess, are here for life and I'm, you know, they're attracted to me. Uh, and you know, what do I do about it? I don't know. I guess I, I put some cream on and I try to get some, uh, stuff to send them away, but you know, I've got other things going on with me, but that's, you know, what I'm getting at is that you didn't know that I'm dealing with that at all. Maybe you're dealing with it too. Somebody, uh, walking by here in a window pointed at me when I said that. So I think that maybe we're all dealing with that. Did you know with suffering, everybody's got something going on and some people are carrying tremendous burdens and mosquito bites are nothing. Mosquito bites don't mean anything. And yet you have people who are just dealing with the worst things. Part of our job, I think, as believers is to have that in the back of our mind with every interaction we have with people, that you don't know what's going on. And that sometimes when people lash out at us and they have an anger response to something simple that we did, um, or they're just really grumpy all the time, there's probably, behind that, a whole bunch of hurt. A whole bunch of hurt that you probably don't know about, that maybe nobody knows about except that person and God. I was online a while ago, and a friend of mine who I grew up with, I went to kindergarten with him all the way through high school, and uh, we connect once in a while after that, he told this story online and I just happened upon it. I just happened upon it one day. And he talked about how he was getting beat up by a kid in our class in, uh, from fifth grade to eighth grade, like physically beat up, that kind of bullying in class. And I thought to myself, I had no idea. And the, the amazing thing about this was the story that I came across it is it just sort of scrolled by and I happened to click on it and I probably wouldn't deal with that too much but he tells the story and as he's telling it he explains nobody knew about this the teachers didn't know about it the uh my friends and he said and he and I were pretty good friends he said even Scott Furrow didn't know about it and it was shocking to hear my name and I, and I thought, he's right. And I wrote him afterward. I can't believe this was happening. And it was a terrible story. And I had no idea. And I was a little kid. You know, I've, I've met people that I've gone to high school with who I didn't know that they had a sibling pass away while they are in high school. Just didn't know it didn't know that maybe they had their, their parents were fighting there was going to be divorce, there's all kinds of stuff. Sometimes we just don't share it. This happens even at any stage of our life. And can I just tell you this to keep it in mind, especially when we live in such a divisive time where we kind of just come after each other for all kinds of stuff, your the people in your life, they got something going on. I think for, for us as Christians, we have a great reason to step back. A great reason to step back and say, you know what, I'm gonna be careful with how I respond if somebody's acting funny. I'm going to be careful to recognize that maybe it's none of my business, but I should know that people have stuff going on that I may never know about, even people close to me. I think it's a good reminder to hear that. You're listening to Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Yolanda, North Hollywood, welcome to Southern California Live.
2: Yes, Scott. Welcome. Thank you for taking my call. Hi. I'm I'm, I'm hi. I'm sitting here listening, so I'd like to weigh in. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Um, and this is not just uh, this is not said just verb- verbatimly. I the only solution I can give you to everything you've said in the last hour is that keeping my eyes on Christ. This is Christian Radio. Yeah. So this is. You know what I do in terms of, you know, I, my mind is stayed on Jesus. I'm on several prayer lines. I'm on several Bible studies. I'm just staying in the Word, searching, seeking the Lord, and I'm telling you, He promises that if you if your if your mind is stayed on Jesus, you will be in perfect peace, and that is something that I have experienced. I have to tell you that that's that's the solution. I'm not worried about what's coming. I'm not worried about anything. I'm just keeping my eyes on the hill from whence my help comes from, Scott.
1: Yes, that's great advice, Yolanda. You know, the Bible makes that really, really clear. Number one, that there will be suffering, right, Yeah. in this life. And I think there's something, Yolanda, that sometimes I think Christians don't realize. I think sometimes we feel that maybe as Christians that God ought to just take away all of our suffering and I shouldn't be having it.
2: Um, no, you know, I I I I I say this not um, jokingly. It's like let's have a, a tribulation party because that's what he he also he says. You know, when you go through various tribulations, um, jump for joy, count it all joy because yes. it's the testing of your faith. And you know, so let's let's start having tribulation parties and <laughs> take your mind off your problems, put it on the Lord.
1: You know, that is, a, you know, it's it's funny, but it's an interesting idea, isn't it? That, you know, James, right? He says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet yeah. trials of various kinds. Counting it joy That's doesn't right. seem like my normal response.
2: That's right. And I... it wouldn't be in God's Word if it wasn't meant to be taken seriously.
1: Yeah. You know? You're right. You know, and uh, thank you, Yolanda, for your call. I think that insight is right on, that we need to uh, focus on the Lord. And, you know when I mentioned those those studies, it's interesting, isn't it, that during the COVID, when we were shut down, when there was so much anxiety and change, that that actually, according to that study, people said they were suffering less, even in the midst of sickness and other stuff. And what we have found is that while there has been a lot of tragedy and a whole lot of difficulty, people grew. You know, some people, in one sense, you know, people maybe left the faith, right? Or they left, they stopped going back to church, church numbers are down. But in a way, those people are just more honest with themselves. Maybe they didn't believe in the first place. And hopefully God is working with them. And then for many of us, we really evaluated life differently. You know, that time of of difficulty translated into some things that were good. And now the economy, you know, jobs at least, the the inflation rate is bad, and that's hurting everybody, but there's a lot of good out there still. And the suffering reports are up. Um, it's a very interesting thing. God does his best work for you when you're in the deepest valleys. And the scriptures, you know, tell us this. And we have hope, Romans eight eighteen. for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed with us. And that's something that you're at your suffering party that you might have. Hey, I'm gonna go through a trial. Everybody come over, we're gonna have a barbecue. It's It's not wrong to have that attitude. It says, you know, you get geared up for this tough time when you get bad news, um, maybe that is something that we should do together as believers um, just to come together and encourage. I think we do do that, don't we? We do that quite a bit when we have uh, people bringing you meals and people praying for you. And if you are suffering with something, Yolanda's right. you got to get into the Word and trust Jesus. I don't know how people go through stuff without Jesus. I've never been without Jesus in my life, so that's a place where I, I don't relate to what it would be to not have Christ. And if you don't have Christ, I gotta tell you something. Yolanda is right, what I'm telling you is right. The blessing of knowing Christ will get you through the hard times that are that are coming and the promises that in the end, all of those things will be gone forever. 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host, Mike in Chino Hills. Welcome to Southern California Live.
0: Hi, Scott, thanks for taking my call uh sorry to hear about you know whatever difficulties you're going through whether it's with your health or other situations in your life well i'm um, pretty
1: good other than the mosquitoes so that's kind of uh i'm i'm fine
0: <laughs> good 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 uh, yeah there's always somebody i find that has things much worse than i do uh in life and i can't complain um i've got severe heart disease you mm. know uh, i'm 65 and i've had you know um bad genes i guess uh and uh, I'm not overweight, but that's just the, kind of the hand I've been dealt with and um, dealt. And uh, I've had other things like uh, cervical fusions in my uh, vertebrae, you know, to keep me from being paralyzed, just bone spurs, things like that. You know, I don't have dementia in a nursing home. I'm not a quadriplegic. I'm not starving in a third-world country. Uh, and looking at the big picture, which is eternity for us as Christians, uh, is so vitally important because it takes your mind— uh, at least as much as possible off your your, your current set of uh, circumstances, which may may not be all, all all that great. I'm still having the time of my life and enjoying God's blessings uh, despite my health problems, and uh, life is good with Jesus. You know.
1: Mm, yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And you know what? That's that's just something I think people need to hear because you're you're going through a bunch of stuff. I know a lot of our listeners are going through similar things. And. Uh, yeah. We want to encourage each other through all the things. And the promise we have, and thank you for calling Mike uh, and listening to Southern California Live. The promise we have is that these things are temporary. There is so many things throughout the scriptures about the afflictions. Psalm In Old and New Testament, Psalm thirty four nineteen. many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Like whatever you're going through. You know in this life there's gonna be things you go through and then you get over it. In this life there are gonna be things that you carry with you through your life. But one day when you have faith in Christ and you have everlasting life, the hope is you'll never have those. The hope is and that's what happens with Jesus rising from the grave, right? We get that we get that hope because we have a risen Savior. Not just some guru telling us, you know, things that should make us feel warm and fuzzy. We have a, a teacher who told us how things are, and then showed us what the victory is, that victory, that death does not have its sting, that you are going to pull through. So hold on to your faith. If you're going through a rough time, if you're one of those people who says, yeah, I'm suffering, there's a million different reasons, trust the Lord for it. And if you're not suffering, if, if your worst thing is mosquito bites that are going on, you know, that might be keeping you up at night, but always keep in mind that, that people around you are going through stuff. And when you keep that in mind, it puts you in a great position to listen, to learn, to to love, to realize that people have burdens that you may never understand, you just may never get. Uh, but God puts you in their life for a reason, and that reason is to love them and point them to Jesus Christ. That's something we can always do with suffering. All right, I'm going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about the uh, Vanessa Bryant verdict, and uh, if you weren't following the story, I think it's an uh, important one, especially Southern California. It means some things that, that matter. Vanessa Bryant is Kobe Bryant's uh, wife, uh, who was uh, widowed in that terrible accident a couple of years ago, and it affected so many people everywhere. Uh, jury found in favor of her and another person in the sum of $31 million this week, uh, in damages because of uh, photos of that crash scene that were shared. And uh, I thought we'd talk about that a little bit. And I have a guest, Stephen Johnson from Berglund and Johnson uh, Law Firm, is going to share a little bit about what that verdict means, and he'll be with us here in just a minute. So don't go away. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host, and I will be back as the Friday edition of SoCal Live continues.
0: You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at
1: 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Great to be with you today on this Friday afternoon. And uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things in the news today throughout the program. We'll do some open phone also uh, a little bit later. One of the big stories this week here in Los Angeles is that a jury came back with a verdict in the Vanessa Bryant case where she was suing the county of Los Angeles because photographs were taken uh, at the helicopter crash where her husband, Kobe Bryant, passed away, and they were shared. And uh, it's really a terrible thing. $31 million was granted to Bryant and the man who lost his daughter and wife in the crash, also, who was uh, Chris Chester. Uh, family, friend, and, and coach. You know, the the Kobe Bryant story, when all of that happened, do you remember where you were when that tragedy happened? It happened shortly before the uh, shutdown and the COVID. And I remember how, um, you know, the, the outpouring of love and the outpouring of grief that so many people had, and that has continued. There are murals of Kobe Bryant in his Laker jersey all around the city of Los Angeles, but there are over 400 murals of Kobe Bryant around the world, in just about every country in the world. This His story has spread a little bit. So it impacted us uh, as, a, as a community and as people around the world quite a bit. And you know, I think when these tragedies happen, it does that. Well, this lawsuit has gone forward, and I thought maybe we would talk about it. So I invited uh, Stephen Johnson from Berglund and Johnson uh, Law Group to be on the air with me. Stephen, welcome to Southern California Live.
3: Hey, Scott, how's it going?
1: Really good, Stephen. Thank you for joining us. You know, one of the things that we like to do in our program is is try to give people the uh, you know the, an inside look at at why things happen. And I thought maybe we would talk about this case. Uh, a little bit, and the verdict, and what it means, and I know that you follow this. Do you remember what you were doing when you heard about Kobe's death?
3: You no, know, I remember it was a Sunday, and I was driving to the office because I had a trial that week, and I'm from Moore Park and I, my office is in Woodland Hills, and I found out when I got to the office what had happened, and after kind of look at the, looking at the timestamps and everything, I was driving on the 101, right as that was happening. Hmm. Now I remember how gloomy and foggy of a day it was. It's a very crazy story.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know it's, uh, it's impacted us in so many ways. Tell us about yourself a little bit. You, uh, you're in, you are an attorney, obviously. You've got a family, yes?
3: Yes, uh, I'm an attorney at Berglund & Johnson, which I'm sure your listeners know of. Um, i got two kids, a uh, daughter and a son, daughter's four years old her name's Kenley and my uh two-year-old son is name is Parker
1: Kenley and Parker uh that's that's awesome what's it like being a dad today I mean it's a it's a and I my kids are a little older than yours 13 and 10 and I'll bet there's differences even in that gap you know how do you feel about being a father today with all the crazy stuff going on
3: well you know when, when I became a father I was kind of forced to think differently you know before mm. becoming a father i'm i'm just responsible for myself right before being a dad and then you bring this new human being into the world it just it snaps into you and now you're responsible for your own kids for their safety their health their education their upbringing so it really changes your mindset a lot and it kind of i kind of look at the environment you know, around here in LA County, I was born and raised here in the San Fernando Valley. And the things I'm seeing with homelessness and crime and everything, I do not remember it being like that when I grew up. It it honestly reminds me of my college days at, at Berkeley, Mm. Um, that Berkeley back then, back in, you know, two thousands is basically what it's like here in LA County. Now that's, basically the best analogy i can give. So
1: you were dealing with a lot of the same uh, cultural issues probably the different things with uh, gender or harm reduction theories different things about culture at Berkeley 20 years ago or whenever 15 years ago I'd probably dating you a little bit farther than you want to go back. Um <laughs> See when you get to be a certain age you're like yeah 20 years ago it was yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Um and uh, you know when you and you grew up here, like like you, I grew up here, and it's not the same
3: uh, at all. No, no, it's, no, it's not at all. Because yeah. back in Berkeley, it you know you would hear violent protests, people screaming left and right, homelessness everywhere in the parks, on the streets, at the BART stations. The BART is basically the subway yeah. up, up north. Um, and nowadays here. I'm driving down Ventura Boulevard and there's homeless people, you know, half naked walking against traffic in the middle of the lane. Just screaming out you know, screaming out all these profanities and everything. And I, I just I don't remember that when I was a kid. I just don't.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm sure there was some of that, right? But uh it has changed. Of course. You know and you, you mentioned when you become a dad, you know, your your view of the world changes and you know, when we take a look at remembering Kobe Bryant and what's happened in this lawsuit, you know, a big piece of this was that he lost one of his kids in there. So Vanessa Bryant is suffering the death of her kid and her husband. And you know, he's a basketball star. He is f- world famous. Uh, he had it was his own helicopter that he used to take. And something I was impressed by is I I learned that he made it a a point to always take his kids to school every day. Mm-hmm. and that that was i think and, go ahead
3: yeah absolutely and that that was one of the reasons why he got the helicopter yeah so we didn't have to sit in traffic yeah and i and honestly i 100% agree with him if i had that money i i would buy myself a helicopter or a plane just so i didn't have to waste time in traffic so i can be a family guy and i kobe he was he was smart
1: yeah he was so and I, and I think that's something that endeared him to uh, so many of us. So we have this case. Tell us about this case. So Vanessa Bryant is uh, sued this, the County of San Diego, and it's because photographs were taken. And there's photographs at any crime scene or any accident scene, wouldn't you say?
3: Right, right. So it's basically, it's a civil rights case, and it turns on the due process clause of the 14th Amendment. That amendment, it's the amendment we probably all know about. It's the one that protects individuals against the deprivation of life liberty and property now liberty it's a broad term it can mean freedom human rights self self-determ- or self-determination privacy you name it now those liberty interests can be defined by state law so in california there's a code that says that individuals have a privacy right to control public dissemination of a family member's death images and there was a case it's Marsh versus County of San Diego. I believe don't hold me to that. Um, but that, that case basically interpreted the code to include investigation photos of fatal accidents. So here you have helicopter crash killing nine people, including Kobe and Gianna, two kids and seven adults. And the sheriff had assured Vanessa that the crash site was being secured and preserved to ensure their privacy. Now, She later found out that the deputies who responded to the crash took photos of the bodies on their personal cell phones. Now, what happened afterwards is where the the violation comes in. Now, after the crash, over the course of a few weeks, there were reports of deputies showing people these photos. One report was a deputy showing people at a bar. So after Vanessa got wind of this, she sent a letter to the sheriff's department basically asking, what are you doing to ensure these photos are being preserved? Sheriff's department gave her essentially no response. They said they had no legal obligation to respond to her. So here you have Vanessa, you know, she's being assured that at beginning of the crash that everything was being preserved. That did not happen. Um, she heard these reports, she reaches out, she doesn't get a response. And then it's uncovered that the sheriff directed a cover-up telling the deputies to delete the photos, and if they do so, they won't be disciplined. Basically, they're now destroying evidence of the fatal helicopter crash. So if you're Vanessa, do you trust the department anymore? Um, She seemed to do everything she could to protect her family and others, Um, but now she has no idea where these photos are, where they could possibly be, who's selling them, if they're being sold, or if one day, 10 years down the road, it just pops up on social media and goes viral. Right. She now has to live with that fear and anxiety for the rest of her life.
1: And that would, I can't even imagine how terrible that is, um, just to have to have that concern and fear uh, in this day and age.
3: Um, and these photos are graphic.
1: Yes. Uh, and they, you said that they were showing uh, the photos to their friends and to other people. Um it's a terrible violation yeah, but, of of privacy and rights. Uh,
3: absolutely. Yeah. It violates well, it violates your constitutional right to privacy, the 14th Amendment.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what the jur- that's what the jury found. So you're an attorney and you handle cases like this. You weren't handling this case, were you? Just, no. No, I know no, that you I weren't. Wasn't. No, but you handle cases like this. And you know, I think maybe when people hear the, you know, amounts of verdicts, you know, 31 million dollars, and maybe when they hear, oh, well, does she really need that money? She's very wealthy. It's not really about the money in, in this kind of case, is
3: it? No, it really isn't. Um, you know, I will say, though, Vanessa is a human being just like everyone else. Yeah. So if if it were your daughter or your and your husband whose photos were possibly being put out in, to the public forum, you would feel a lot of fear, anxiety. You, it, it would it would really screw you up, and I, you know, she is a human being. She does have rights. She has rights to these damages. And again, she, you mentioned it. She does have money, but that's not that's not what it's about. We just the justice system can only compensate for wrong through money. They can't bring Kobe or Gianna back, or they can't go back in time and you know get make sure those photos were never even taken or disseminated. Um, her only right to compensation is through money. And so it's it's a lot more than just money.
1: Well, and, and so that everybody knows is she also is donating that money to the Mamba and Mambasita Sports Foundation, which is a foundation that started uh, by her and Kobe Bryant. His nickname, if you don't know, if you don't follow the sports, was Black Mamba. So that's why it's there. And the charity is there to... Uh, um, help um athletes, young athletes, um, who need some help, getting some attention and getting uh things done. And that's a huge need also. It's a great charity. So that's what she did. And I, I think, you know, Stephen, you know, maybe before we go, when we think about these things, I think that you make a right point that sometimes when there's a celebrity, we don't see them as the same as everybody else when actually they're just the same.
3: They they really are. And I, I was actually thinking about this. Um, the other day. And they're human beings. They ought to be treated as one. And it's interesting that the verdict came down on August 24th, 824, Kobe's two numbers. That's right. Majors.
1: That's right. And I, you know, I think that that's a, a meaningful thing. Um, Stephen, I know you have to go. I appreciate you uh, calling in and sharing your thoughts about this and uh, that, um, I, you know, I think we can, we can learn a lot. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share?
3: Um, no, I just uh, I really appreciate you. I know you moved new to uh, KKLA, and uh, best of luck among your future de- endeavors here, and I uh, hope to come back soon.
1: Well, thank you, Stephen. We have a lot of uh, legal issues that come up, so we'd love to have you back. And uh, if people want to get in touch with, if people need an attorney, you want a, a good one who loves Jesus, uh, Berglund and Johnson Law Group. Uh, what's the website for that?
3: It's com.
1: All right, com. Thank you, Stephen, for joining us today in Southern California Live. Thanks, Scott. All right. You are listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. Your host will be back in just a few moments as the Friday edition of SoCal Live continues.
0: Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812.
1: Welcome back, everybody. It is Southern California Live, Friday edition. That means it's Open Line Friday. (laughs) Anything that you want to talk about, you can call up today and chat about those things. It's always good to hear from you and what is on your mind. You always get to hear what's on my mind, and I'm the host. That's how this show works. But on Fridays, I'll let you change the topic. Sometimes people call in with a different topic during the week, and we always say, "Ah, call back on Friday. That's what Friday is for. Well, you can call for anything today. Next hour, we're going to talk more about the uh, affidavit in the uh, Trump raid case and what came out. So if you have questions about that or thoughts, just save it till four o'clock or after that 888-528-2557 is the number 888-528-2557 is the number. You can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Lots of ways to connect with us here at SoCal Live because people connect in so many different ways today. How many email addresses do you have? At one point, I had so many. It was just driving me crazy. And still on my phone, I have a bunch. Some of them I just, I use to, if I'm signing up for a newsletter or something, I'll use a throwaway email address that I never really check because I know they're gonna sell my email address. And it's just loaded with spam. Just, I hit so many advertisements, it's unbelievable uh yvonne writes uh earlier in the hour i was talking about the new mosquitoes that are in town and they are attacking us and uh yvonne writes uh that uh, hey i'm like you make a paste are you getting bit by these mosquitoes uh there's invasive new they're called 80s not 80s like eight zero apostrophe yes 80s uh, aedes, a-e-d-e-s i guess that's how you say it new kind of mosquito that is in los angeles and orange and san diego counties and typically bites around the ankles are you dealing with that i'm one of these people who it will get bit if there's something to get bit by. One time I went to watch fireworks with a bunch of people and we were sitting out in the middle of a field. We all brought our chairs and we watched the fireworks. We all left. I was so swollen up badly and um, bites and nobody else had a bite. I don't understand that, but that's, that's how it goes for me. I'm like the, uh, you know, I don't know, the canary in the cave. If you want to find out if there's mosquitoes, send Scott in first and he'll find out quickly. Yvonne writes, make a paste with baking soda and witch hazel or alcohol. Rub into the bite in the surrounding area. She's giving me instructions on how to take care of these. Uh, <laughs> they're kind of nasty, these uh, these bites. And um, it's just something there. Well, thank you, Yvonne. I might take you up on that. Uh, I'm going to have to see if I have any uh, witch hazel. Um, which maybe I do. I don't know. I don't even know what that would be. Sorry to say, uh, but I'm, we must have it. I've heard of it before, uh, and I realize it's you know not just like some kind of character uh, from The Hobbit. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. Gosh, the LA Times writes about these these mosquitoes, and it says that they're moving so rapidly across the region because they hitch a ride in your car. That they'll be floating around your ankles or something, and when you get in the car, they come in with you. And then they—it's like you're—you're you're the Uber service for these these creatures, and uh, you don't see them; they're tiny. And then they lay their eggs in your car. Well, everybody's going to go get their car washed. We should have a commercial for some car wash company today. And uh, they lay their eggs, and then when you get out wherever you go, eventually those age, eggs hatch, and you have infested a whole new region. And uh, that's going on. Um, 888-528-2557. In much better news for today, uh, there's been a lawsuit going on that is over the idea of whether or not churches have to cover abortions in their health insurance plans. With the the overturning of Roe in the Dobbs case, there's a whole lot of stuff that's just going to hit. And it's all, it's just a crazy time. It's going to be completely different. So uh, one of the issues, though, for churches, it's kind of been there for a while, and it's definitely this way in California, is that there was a sweeping statement uh, not made too long ago by the uh, California authorities saying that uh, churches can't have health care plans that don't cover abortion. Well, some churches sued, and uh, they won. That that just came down a little while ago. We might cover this in more detail Uh, Coming up soon next week. But I thought, you know what? Good. This is a good decision. Uh, Three churches Foothill Church, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, and Shepherd of the Hills Church uh, sued over this. And uh, U.S. District Judge Kimberly Mueller, a Obama nominee, sided with the churches, ruling that the state had violated the church's rights under the Free Exercise Clause of the Constitution's First Amendment which is a clause, of course, that says that the government shall make no law prohibiting the free exercise of religion. Uh, it does not say that uh, uh, people in government can't have religion or that you can't pray in schools or other things like that. But uh, very often we, you know, the courts still are upholding things for churches. And we saw that going uh, through the COVID when, uh, you know, initially when some churches sued about that, they lost. But it was because the same conditions that were placed on churches were also placed on other businesses or all businesses okay so there was a there was a thought that in the in the courts in the case of emergency which early on you know everybody kind of was on the same page and everybody sort of agreed not everybody but most people agreed all right we need to do this for a while so churches didn't win initially but it didn't take long for that to change and at one point there was you know things going on where churches were not allowed to open but theaters could open in nevada and reno and las vegas and you could sit next to somebody for three hours uh and watch a show you could watch britney spears or something for three hours but you can't does she perform for three hours i don't even know anything about that but um you could watch a show for three hours but you can't go to church for an hour or three hours however what kind of church you go to uh, and that was obviously the beginning of the end, those kinds of things. And you know, typically in our country, as much as we might be concerned about religious liberties, and we should be, we should be concerned about those things, but we should also be encouraged that typically uh, religious liberties are upheld. And there certainly is some attack on it. There's certainly some things that the church could do better, I think, as far as its approach to things that um, would help. But be encouraged. The court's still typically fine in favor of churches. And, you know, for your health insurance, you know, it's probably an issue for a lot of people, right, is that should, you know, how do we, how do we not cover things that we would say are immoral? The churches in their complaint, what they said was that uh, churches, they said that the sanctity of human life motivates churches, ministries, and outreach, and that to cover abortion from church health care would be directly against what that religion stands for from a uh, uh, legal point of view. And I think that's good. Because it says, because churches believe abortion is a sin, which is true of most churches, I would say, most certainly evangelical Christian churches. It's another topic we're going to cover. You might go to a church that doesn't think it's a sin. There are some um, statements being made by some pastors or typically politicians who are saying the opposite? Actually, in churches, does your church have? Do you have that? It's uh, it's a thing that that I think churches are going to have to to deal with. And I would challenge you on that if you're if you're saying, I know there's a lot of a lot of nuance. I get that uh, with different things, but um, it's not it's not something that is uh, debatable, in my opinion. That there's a human life involved with abortion, that you're ending a human life. And the only question is the value of life, is the value of that life less than the value of mom? Um, And there's a whole lot of things there. Well, for churches, generally speaking, they believe that they cannot pay for or facilitate coverage of an elective abortion if they're in their employee health care plans, and the court found in favor of the churches. Um, And I think that is uh, a good deal. Uh, you're listening to Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. Let me take a call real quick. Mark from El Segundo. Mark, I've only got you for a second here.
0: Oh, Scott. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Mark. I'm the guy, I'm the guy that works on the uh, James Webb Telescope for seven years, and I sent you a bunch of pictures. I, I just wanted to make sure you, you received them.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I did receive them. Can I ask you, since I have you on the phone, and we're going to have sure. to come back, Um there was uh, something in the news about sound that was recorded in space and the noise that makes. Do you have any insight on, on that that you could share with us later?
0: Um, I'll, I, can, I can get some, but I do, I do have an answer to your other question about the surface of Jupiter. It's you, taking surface <laughs> pictures and everything. Yeah, you know what? I've got to
1: go. I've got a hard break. I can't do it right now. I have to go to a break. Can you hold on and give your phone number to my producer, and then we'll get in touch with you about those things.
0: Oh, that sounds great. All right. Thank Thank you, Mark.
1: You're listening to Southern California Live. It is open phone Friday, 888-528-2557. You can give me a call about anything. I'm Scott Furrow. This is the Friday edition of SoCal Live. We'll be back for hour two as Southern California Live continues.